Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Good morning, everyone. It's a whole new week, and I'm coming to you from San Diego. I'm so excited that I got to come visit family and friends now that I'm all vaccinated. So anyway, people are starting to travel again. It's very hopeful. Um, (laughs) But... I'm so excited that I still get to do the show today from San Diego because you are all going to meet debut author Kelly Kane, and you all know how much I love debut authors and having them on. It's so exciting, that first book. You never you never have that same rush as you do with the first one, so I'm always excited to live vicariously through new authors. So. If you haven't read Kelly Kane's new book, you're in for a treat. We're going to tell you all about it. I'll read her bio here so you can get to know her. Kelly Kane is a multicultural romance author. She loves reading most genres, but don't ask her to pick just one. However, she can pick her favorite book boyfriend, Will Herondale, (laughs) although Jamie Frazier is a close second. And really, he's on many people's lists. (laughs) When she isn't reading or writing, she's most likely using Ancestry to research her extended family, both old and new, or cooking, baking, or cooking or baking something delightful. She has two adult daughters and a new granddaughter and lives in Austin, Texas. I did put a link to Kelly's website right there on the Blog Talk site. So if you're listening live or if you're listening later, you can click that anytime. Sign up for her newsletter so you can stay in touch and find out what's next and when things are coming out, sales. Um, Also, her Twitter handle and Facebook are also there, so be sure to follow her. So without any further delay, Kelly, are you there? I am here. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so excited to have you on the show. You want to tell everybody about an acquired taste? Sure. Well, first, thank you for having me. And uh, so an acquired taste is about a woman, Rowan Townsend, who is a chef, and she went to one of the top culinary schools in the country. Um, She works, though, at her mother's uh, little soul food cafe, she calls it, in Austin, in a suburb of Austin, and she's been there about 10 years. She has dreams of her own French bistro one day, but she's very loyal to her uh, family, especially her mother, and she made, she's made some, you know, small changes here. Well, one big change, farm-to-table food, so because of that change, and her mother only lets her make very few changes, but because of that change, <laughs> a lot of people, yeah, have been coming to the restaurant, especially because it's, you know, kind of a gentrified um, a, a neighborhood that's going through gentrification. So as that's happening, more people are coming, and now there's long lines, and people are complaining because the food's delicious, but they can't get in fast enough. Even when they have a reservation, they have to wait, and reviews are starting to turn negative. So she's trying to think, what can we do to expand, you know, this building or this restaurant, which they don't own the building, and the landlord's been firm about making any changes. So she is at an alumni meeting one day from her culinary school, and there's announced a big televised, you know, um, competition where she can win a new restaurant. So she decides to enter her family, and they do accept her, but one caveat, her old nemesis from culinary school, Knox Everhart, also enters with his brothers. 
And she's never beaten Knox in anything. So we'll see if she beats him this time. <laughs> I love it. And this is part of, this is going to be the first book in a series, right? The Everhart Brothers? It is. It's book one of the series. Book two comes out early next year, and then book three later on in the year. And each follows one of the brothers. Ah, yay. I love brother books. How many books in the series do you know? So it's three. Three for this Three? One. Okay. Three brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and then we move on to the cousins, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> in the last book, it's funny that you say that because there's a big friend group, a big cousin group, so many characters that I'm trying to keep track of. <laughs> so you never know, maybe a spinoff. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. So are I mean, all I love writing Everhart... in this world. Oh, go ahead. Oh, good. That's okay. How many... Um... Are the Everhart brothers all cooks then? Are they all chefs? They're all going to be cooking books? They are. They're all chefs in their father's restaurant. Um, I'm not going to say they're all cooking books necessarily. Book two is um, told from the point of view of Cassie, who is an independent filmmaker, and she meets brother Declan at South by Southwest, the festival that's here in Austin every year. And she's looking to get her film made, and um, it's, a you know, basically she kind of pitches her film as um, Anthony, Anthony Bourdain meets Full Tilt Boogie, kind of a behind-the-scenes behind look at um, a chef who travels around the world, you know, interacting with the different cultures and making food. So she'll need a chef to help her, and she'll need some backing, and we'll see what Declan can do there. Oh, very cool. So I have to ask, because I am not a fantastic chef, I've actually caught myself on fire twice in the kitchen, Um, (laughs) but you must love cooking, right? You have some fantastic recipes in the book. Is that your first love, cooking? Um, I, you know, I've always loved cooking. It's more of um, kind of my love language and passion. I would never, and people have said, well, why don't you open a restaurant? And Um, I just don't think that that's something that, you know, I would enjoy. I love what I love and who enjoy food and all of that, but just kind of making it, you know, turning it into a business doesn't appeal to me, but I do love it. Okay. Yeah. And when you were, um, well, let me just ask, everybody always wants to know what your writing journey was like, you know, going from, I don't know what you did before you were a writer, but what made you suddenly go, I'm going to write a book about chefs fighting on a, on a reality (laughs) show. (laughs) Well, actually, so I do have a a full-time day job and I work for a large corporation. I've been there 17 years and will probably stay there until I retire. Yeah. And so I Mm -hmm. write um, as well in addition to that. But it was really about five years ago um, where I was reading a lot of new adults. You remember new adult was really big for a while. And I was just kind of, yeah, I was tearing through all these new adult novels and I was like, man, I think I could write this. So I did. I wrote a book in like six weeks and actually um, a small publisher published it five years ago. So that was technically my debut. This is more of my adult romance. Yeah, (laughs) this is 
my adult romance um, debut because I haven't had anything published since then. And the idea oh, for nice. this book came about, yeah, <laughs> one of my author friends, you know, I have a chat set up with other um, authors who were published by that same small publisher um, at the same time. And, you know, we're, we've become just super friends and we talk every day in the chat and, you know, we just, you know, live through birth, deaths, whatever. We're just always there for each other. It's a group of five of us. Love it. And yeah, one of the authors one day just kind of typed in the chat, hey, Callie, I'd love to see you write a cooking competition romance with two rival chefs and there's lots of food and sex. And I was like, it sounds interesting, and it just, you know, <laughs> I was doing something else, like revising a different manuscript, and it's like, <laughs> we'll try it, <laughs> and so here we are. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love that, and when you were younger, did you always want to be a writer, or it didn't bite you until later when you were reading all those books? Yeah, no, I never even thought about anything creative. Matter of fact, I was almost oh proud gosh. of the fact that I wasn't creative at all. <laughs> tell people I'm not creative (laughs) and then yeah I know right so isn't the universe a funny place I know it's so funny but mid 40s and here I I decide oh well maybe I'll write and then of course now I can't imagine not writing ever so right it's been fun I think I've been reading you know for years of course and I don't know it just uh it's nice it's nice I'm glad I found it yeah, yeah, me too. I think it's it's always funny to me when writers talk about if they hadn't have written, and then you think about the books that wouldn't exist, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you got that you got That's bitten. Very true. very true. So, when you decided that you were maybe going to write a book, did you join writers groups? Did you find critique partners? How did you make that happen? Because I know as a writer, it takes a lot to finally get a book published. You rewrite it, you rewrite it, yeah. you submit, you know, all that kind of thing. How did that work for you? So initially, um, you know, I decided that one day to write and then wrote for six weeks and I was done. And then when I was done, I was like, hmm, what do I do now? So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just send it off to Penguin or Harper's Collins, and they'll publish it, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know better than that. That's how it's supposed to work. Right. (laughs) I'm over there going, oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) I look at their websites, and they're like, you have to have an agent. And I was like, an agent? What? (laughs) So I was like, okay. So here's the J.B. Frazier angle. I was in this Outlander group on Facebook, and I saw another um, person post that she'd just gotten a book deal with this small publisher, and she really, you know, enjoyed it, was having a great experience. So I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll just send my book to that small publisher. And that's what I did. And um, Kathy Armstrong, she well, C.H. Armstrong, she's the one who, who uh, put that in the group chat. I mean, who put that in the Outlander chat, and then now she's in our group chat. She's one of my close friends. So it's funny Mm -hmm. how that worked out. But, of course, after that, um, the small publisher closed. I received my rights back for that book. And I've written probably four, maybe, or five. Maybe it's the fifth manuscript I've written over the last, you know, four or five years that um, finally I got my agent and then got a book deal. So, you know, 
I hit with the first book, which was nice, and that's not normal, you know, as you know. And then, um, yeah, then went through the struggle after that, though. Yes, yes. But but it's cool that you got a taste of, you know, so that – because a lot of times um, I – you know, when I do talks at different writing groups and things like that, there are people who, you know, they lose their momentum because of those rejections. And I think it's cool that you got in with that first one so that you got that taste because then you don't give up, you know? That's very true. But also it brought me to my friends who are so supportive and we cheerlead for each other and they are my critique partners as well. So, you know, the, the first book, I didn't have that. But the, now, I mean, as soon as I finish a manuscript or if I just want to bounce ideas or whatever, they're there and I'm there for them too. So it works out really, really well. Oh, I love that. And I really enjoy, because before I was writing, I was in sales and it was a lot more cutthroat. I enjoy that in writing you know, people aren't your competition. They're your, you know, your friends, they're your business partners, they're, you know, and I enjoy that we can all support each other. It's not so dog eat dog, you know. I love that for us, (laughs) for sure. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I wanted to find out about the cooking that's in the book. Um, I know a mm-hmm. lot of people are, you know, commenting on all the food and you're so hungry after you read it. Did you put all your favorite foods in there or did you save some for the other books? Or Oh, believe me, I have plenty of favorite foods. <laughs> so there are, <laughs> so each chapter has a recipe after it that relates to the previous chapter. So some of them um, are are real recipes that I grew up on that I, or passed down from my mother or even my dad. Um, but some are also kind of like fun, quirky recipes, like punch me in the face, <laughs> um, <laughs> it, you know, but related to the chapter before. If you've read the chapter, then you know why it's, you know, cute and funny. <laughs> So, yeah, book two, of course, all all three books will have recipes, but the, book two will not have a recipe after each chapter like this one is. But it does have, you know, three or four that are related to the book, and, and book three will as well. Book three is um, what I'm working on now, and that's actually the brother who's a pastry chef. So, um, you know, if you have a sweet tooth after book three, you're going to be done for. <laughs> <laughs> do you make all these recipes yourself? Do you do you test them out? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> these are recipes that I I'm telling you, most of them I've used all my life. Or in the case like with shrimp louie, because um, they the competition is set in San Francisco, and that's like um, you know it's kind of synonymous with San Francisco shrimp louie when I was growing up at least, and so. I would eat it over there, but as an adult, I hadn't really made it. And then, um, you know, when I started writing the book, I was like, oh, Shrimp Louie, I'd forgotten about that. And so I've I've made it several times since then, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, now I remember why I loved it so much growing up. (laughs) (laughs) So all the the pastries that are going to be in book three, you you can bake, you can cook and bake? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely, yes. Oh, you're so talented. (laughs) (laughs) Thank 
you. I mean, it, yeah, you know, food is definitely my thing, as I've said before. So um, anything that you find in my books food-related, um, I've definitely tried or have created. I love that. Do you have um, favorite cooking shows that we should all be watching? I don't, which is funny because I don't normally watch cooking shows. Um, My daughters do, though, yeah. And so there have been times when I've been with them and they've had shows on, so I'll watch it. But, of course, before I started writing book one, I sat down and I watched all of um, Hell's Kitchen. And there was another show... um, can't remember the name of it, but it's set in the UK and it's families who compete. They're not oh. chefs; they're home cooks, but which is mm-hmm. different. But I kind of combined, you know, those um, elements from different, you know, the two different shows, and kind of came up with this restaurant family feud <laughs> that they're doing in nice. book one. Yeah, yeah. My daughter <laughs> loves cooking shows, and Chopped is her favorite because they always um, throw in weird, uh, you know, weird games. <laughs> now you have to cook this whole thing in lobster claw hands and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> they add obstacles. <laughs> exactly. Now you're yeah, gonna make this, are... but you have no butter. Go. <laughs> oh no no no. <laughs> Yeah, well, they have. There are a few. I mean, obviously, there are competitions in the book, but nothing, you know, like that. But there are like one is, um, you know, here's these however many ingredients. Now go create something, kind of thing. Yeah, nice. Did you ever uh, see the movie or the play Waitress, where she makes the pies that are all about? <laughs> She makes, you know, I hate him pie and break up with her boyfriend pie and all that kind of thing. That reminds me of the punch you in the face recipe. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever see that one? Right. Uh, years ago? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. I saw it. Um, I know it's been like a Broadway play since then, right? Which I have not seen. Right. But, yeah. yeah. But I haven't seen sure that either, but... Yeah, I love yeah. I love people who can be creative enough. I am not one of them, but creative enough to make, you know, recipes that would be themed towards something. I'm always in awe. Right. <laughs> yeah, did you make up did you make up any of the recipes yourself? Like you, you played around in the kitchen and came up with something for the book? Um any of them I'm original? gonna say yeah, there's a couple that I didn't write for the book, I don't think, but I did, um, you know, but they're ones that I've created and used myself. So um, there's like a Migas Tacos recipe um, that, you know, I live in Austin, so breakfast tacos are very popular here. And so um, this is kind of like a play on the Migos taco, I guess. Um, That's one of the ones that, you know, I basically eat for breakfast every morning. So Uh it definitely made it into the book. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, I love that. (laughs) So do you have favorite things that you enjoy, that you enjoy cooking, like scenes from the book that came from those kind of things? 
Well, yeah, because her mother, you know, owns this soul food cafe, but her mother is also Creole, and most of her cooking is based around, yeah, being Creole and the Creole food. So that is absolutely my, hands down, my favorite food of all time, and I love, you know, gumbo and jambalaya and etouffees and, you know, beignets, (laughs) all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll find a lot of that in the book when they're competing. Oh, I love that. And so do you do you love New Orleans when you go there and <laughs> eat all those oh, things? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm not far from there. Well, we're about five hours away. Um, from Austin, I'm not sure. I haven't been there since I moved to Austin three years ago, but I lived in Houston for 30 years and we were right down the oh, road. Okay. And there's a, and there's so much Creole cuisine in Houston because of the proximity. Really? I, think, I didn't know that. that. Oh, so much. Oh, yeah. So nice. I I got a lot of it there. (laughs) That's so cool. I I was I I was born and raised in San Diego. So the first time I went to New Orleans, that was my first time ever having Creole food and having beignets. (laughs) I fell so in love. I was like, oh my god. It's amazing. <laughs> so good. Well, especially if you love seafood because they use so much seafood in the cooking. It's yeah, it's it's amazing. But, you know, I'll take some of those rolled tacos in San Diego too though. <laughs> right, right. I have been so happy having rolled tacos That's again. It. They don't have those in Florida, so dang. Right. So I have been filling up last night I had my in and out hamburger because you can't get that yeah. in Florida either. <laughs> Oh, I know. And in Houston, they don't have an In-N-Out either. And, you know, I grew up in um, California, but they didn't have In-N-Out growing up either. (laughs) It was after I moved that all of a sudden everywhere. So, yeah, but I would go visit and um, I'd have In-N-Out. And then I lived in L.A. for like four years and, you know, ate In-N-Out all the time. But I was just like in Houston going, wow, we just do not have In-N-Out. What is the problem? Because they are in Texas. Yeah, but oh, they are. Austin, oh, yeah. Here in Austin, I have two. You know, in I could go in either direction to whichever one I want to go to. <laughs> Yay! Very convenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's interesting to me that food can really feel like home. You know, you yeah. you eat a certain thing, and you're instantly your home. And I think that that. Yeah translates into romance really well because you know you you eat something with someone like on your first date or whatever or it becomes your favorite couple food or I I think food and romance go together really well I totally agree matter of fact the last chapter or um, the last recipe in the book is sweet potato pie and if you read the book you'll see the significance of it but it definitely kind of links the couple Oh, I can't wait to read this one. I haven't read it yet, so but everyone I yeah. know has read it, so I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta finish this book. But then, <laughs> right? Well, you're always However, writing. I, to, I know, I know. I always writing, have a deadline. Writing, it's writing. crazy, <laughs> but but yeah. I do treat myself to reading in between. But uh, I, I probably won't be making the recipes because I'm not that awesome in the kitchen. I can, if I have a good recipe that I can follow, I do okay. But I am the worst yeah. substituter, and so I make horrible right. substitutions if I don't have exactly everything that's on there. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, I have I have yeah. horrible substitution stories, but um <laughs> I could imagine. Well, there are some good easy recipes. I mean, some are more complex, but there's definitely a, a few that you can try. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> For beginners <laughs> like me. <laughs> uh, so who inspires you? Like when you're, when I write, there are certain authors that I can go to where I read their book and I'm so amped up to go get back to the keyboard because, you know, I love her world building or, oh my gosh, that was so intense. I need to write an enemies yeah. to lovers, you know, or something. Right. Who, who inspires you? Um, well, certainly Alyssa Cole. I mean, I stand her hard, <laughs> and yes. anything she writes, I'm I'm ready and waiting for it. Um, and um, Kennedy Ryan as well. She really has inspired me on her um, her King Kingmaker series. When mm-hmm. I read Queen Move, I was just like, whoa, I wish I could write this. So I, I don't think I can <laughs> because right. I mean, she's, oh, my gosh, the way she's written this book is just incredible. But it definitely um, is still inspirational to, you know, have those goals to try <laughs> to, to reach one yes. day. Right. Yeah. Well, and I every book you write, you get better and better because – Writing yeah. is a craft, and so the more you do it, yeah. probably also like cooking, if I would do it more often, yeah. but anyway. <laughs> very true, Lisa, very true. <laughs> but as we write, we get stronger, and we write faster, and we get better, yeah. and, you know, better sentence structure, and better words, and so, you know, yeah. you, it does sometimes feel like we read a really good book and we're like, why do I write? Um, but it always <laughs> inspires me to, you know, try try this, try that. And, and yeah. it does make your, you know, it makes your, I think of writing like those lizards that can only get as big as their terrarium, you know. So that's oh, you in yeah. your words. But when you read someone else's, right. it makes the, you know, the container bigger and then you can grow bigger. Right. And so. Yeah, so I you love can that. be Kennedy Ryan someday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you'll be Kelly Kane, but but you'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been asking everyone about writing during the pandemic. Was that a challenge for you? What did you find worked for you to get those words down? Well, I and I I really hate answering these kind of questions because I um, don't want to sound, you know, like, I don't know. Um, I know it's been a tough time for a lot of people, but I'm so introverted normally, and I worked from home before, and I, you know, in my day job, and so I didn't feel <laughs> so you like were training anything for changed. This. I've been training for it. Exactly. Exactly that. The fact that I am now vaccinated fully and, um, you know, made a promise to myself that I was going to start going back in the grocery stores instead of having all my food delivered just so I would right. get out of the house. I mean, and but I have been really mad about that promise. Every time I go in the grocery store, I'm just furious at myself <laughs> for making myself do that. So, yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah. I have to go because I've made, I've promised myself, but as far as, yeah, I could stay in the house all day, every day, forever, probably. As long as I have books. (laughs) I have to have books. And I like to see my daughters, of course, once in a while. (laughs) 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I do like that that you know now that people are getting vaccinated, the chance for travel is is better, and I I always enjoy that, and I'm hoping yeah. writers conferences and book signings and things will will come back too. So. Oh, for sure. And I did. I went to RWA's conference in New York a couple of years ago. My sister came with me, one of my sisters, and it was a blast, you know, and my brother met us over there. So it was really nice, you know, and I love being around family all the time. So matter of fact, my sisters are traveling here this week, and we get to spend a long weekend together. And so that makes me happy. Um, I don't mind going out when it's, you know, that kind of thing, but... Right. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, you're ready for the zombie apocalypse. You just stay in place. Right. Exactly. <laughs> for sure. Well, before we run out of time, do you have um, contests or giveaways? What What are you doing to promote your book that readers can go support? Yeah, I've been having um, a few contests and giveaways um, since the book came out last Tuesday. I think... Maybe there's one still open at Harlequin Junkie. Um, oh, okay. They have, yeah, they have one going on um, along, you know, in conjunction with my publisher. But I just actually sent off um, four boxes. Um, what is the name? Yesterday, I went to the post office yesterday morning and got them in the mail. So um, I've given away these handcrafted candles, beeswax candles that are specially made for. Rocks and um, I mean Knox and Rowan, um, and oh. then you know side books of course, also mugs, and I have a couple of aprons that I'll probably be giving away um, soon. I just haven't, you know, figured out which contest yeah. I want to do for them. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a newsletter, and people should sign up so they can get in the contest for the aprons and signed <laughs> books, right? Thank you, Lisa. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. They definitely should sign up for my newsletter. And all of that can be found at kellycaneauthor.com. And I'm Kelly Kane Author on, you know, most socials. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks so much for being here, Kelly. I'm so excited about your book. Congratulations. And everybody you, go Lisa. grab an acquired taste. It's going to be, it's going to make you hungry <laughs> for all kinds of things. <laughs> True. Very true. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Booklights. Be sure to connect with us at com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.